Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Honest Abe, along with the gang, Brandon the Mick Foster. Good morning, my man. What's up, my buddy and lovely lady M? Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Great. Good, Good man. Good stuff. Up and ready for action. Yes, nice Saturday morning. Beautiful before uh, this supposed storm, this big hurricane that's supposed to be blowing through here. But Emily? Yeah, it's kind of dissipated, though. It's kind of breaking up up there. You know, just typical woman. You know, I'm coming, I'm not coming, I'm coming, I'm not coming, you know. We don't know what's going on. We have no clue. (laughs) We have no clue what's going on this morning. What's going on? What you guys got planned for the weekend? Anything? Heard any hurricane parties? You know, I was thinking about throwing one for myself. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? You're, you're going to have a burn, baby burn, my there, signature cocktail. Yeah, that's a good reason for a party. we got a hurricane coming. Love it. Um, yeah, is that your signature cocktail? That because is it. The burn, baby burn. What is in that sucker? You know, it's got a whole mix of uh, rum, scotch, Jose Cuero, vodka. Kind of brings me back to the first cocktail, the Adios Mother. <laughs> kind of similar, a little, little more spicy, but you know. What is with these kitchen sink cocktails you've got going on at at nine o'clock in the you morning? Make it no, <laughs> it's the chalice. It's the Lady M chalice. I guess it's the oh. diva chalice. Oh man, this, you're you're a better man than I, young lady. That, that's um, serious. She, she's not a man. I know. <laughs> Just in case you haven't noticed by now, Brandon, she's far from a man. But it's okay. We'll let that slide. Not. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we got a great show for you guys today. Uh, we got uh, Pete Johnson from Havana Cellars, um, making some of the hottest brands out there. Should be a great interview. And of course, uh, we got our light it up section in tribute to Pete today. Um, I myself am lighting up a Fausto cigar. And for those of you who don't know, uh, the Fausto cigar is typically, it's the original of people who are following Pete. It's, uh, Supposed to be the T110 blend that was originally made for a retailer. It was a limited edition release for a retailer out in Hawaii. Um, the wrapper is Ecuadorian Habano, Maduro, uh, Nika binder and filler. And this is a full bodied smoke, man. It's like an onslaught of peppery spice. It kind of goes into a nice subtle sweetness. I mean, it's an interesting cigar. I mean, I, I didn't find it to have as much spice. I was actually fortunate enough to get some of the T110s in smoke and I didn't find it to have as much spice as T110, but, but definitely a good cigar and definitely, uh, wake me up this morning on the yeah. right end. What you smoking, Brent? No kidding. I uh, didn't go that heavy, my man. I'm going for the new stuff, the Casita Criolla. I, I went for the smaller size for the morning, the HCB. It's uh, just over five inches and got a 42 ring gauge on it. This cigar is really unusual, though. The 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 thing that sets this cigar apart is it's made with 100% Connecticut broadleaf. So it's that dark Maduro-looking, heavy, yeah. rich it. Uh, <clears throat> flavor that's that that tobacco is is usually just used on the wrapper, just the outside of the cigar. But this cigar is made 100% of Connecticut broadleaf. It really gives it a nice, rich, medium-bodied uh, flavor, and it's it's got a it's got a bit of a sweetness. I think that cigar is an old tribute to the Henry Clay brand. Right, right, right. He right. was a big fan of. I think that's why the sizes are HC. But uh, we'll ask Pete more about that when we get him on the air. And, and uh, good price on it, by the way. It's got a six dollar price tag on it. Yes, and mine was about eight twenty five, and. Uh, Lady M. Um, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm smoking a uh, El Triunfador. Nice. Did I say that right? You I said did. that pretty nice, too. Yeah, nice. I let it roll. Almost like very Latin. <laughs> um, this is a great cigar. It's uh, retail price is six seventy five. Ecuadorian Habana wrapper and a Nicaraguan filler recipe. Medium bodied, perfect, perfect size for me. 
Good for you. Yeah. Well, good. Well, of course, our uh, weekly uh, KMA weekly special on any of our uh, featured brands is a buy four, get one free. That's five cigars for the price of four. It's a 20% savings. You can take advantage of that offer by visiting www.kissmyashradio.com. And, of course, I will be lighting up our stuff with our favorite Zycar accessories. Zycar, guaranteed products for life for the distinguished cigars and accessories accordingly. Today, we have a weekly giveaway from Zycar, which is a really nice package that uh, Jerry Deere and our friends from Zycar sent down today. Is a uh, beautiful XI3 Spectra cutter. All right. Yeah, kind beautiful. of fluorescent, you know, uh, almost chameleon-looking cutter. Mm-hmm. Um Aluminum uh, body, uh, $89.99, along with a matching Verso lighter, the ST Titanium Spectra. So, you know, you got about $160 retail value. The 10th caller will get that lighter and cutter set free from our good friends at Zycar Cigars. And also, Lady M, the surprises never stop coming. Oh. Yes, ma'am. We have today, which I'll be giving to you for the first time on the air, this wonderfully pink lighter that Jerry sent down just for you. I guess if you keep asking, you will receive. <laughs> and engraved on one side is Lady M, and on the other side, Kiss My Ash. Oh, wow. This is so beautiful. Thank you, Jerry, dear. Yep, Jerry, I'm really sending you some good stuff. Wow. It is this, seriously oh, it's pink. It's engraved. It is, yeah, it is, a, it is a bold, bold pink. Love it. Well, Matches my nails. That's your lighter, and to win the Zycar lighter, uh, 10th caller at 877-927-6969. She's lighting the lighter. In the I am. Light. <laughs> 877-927-6969. 10th caller will receive that wonderful uh, Zycar lighter and cutter set from our good friends at Zycar. <laughs> Guaranteed for life. All right, Brandon. Talk to me, brother. I've been living in a cave. Hopefully you got some interesting news for us today. Is your phone working? That's my first question. My yeah. phone is is uh, has been absconded from me. Apparently, that's a big snafu to trust any kind of electrical equipment. Oh man, what a mess! So I got old fashioned paper today. I paper think we'll, I think we'll make it. it work. Good, good for you. Did you hear about Alex Trebek? No. Yes. Oh, you did. I did. Okay. I don't know what happened. I love it. Alex Trebek. Uh, well, the long and short of it is, he hurt himself. How did he hurt himself, you might ask? Glad you asked. He uh, was in a hotel room, and got the hotel room got broken into. So while this burglar... Just, just randomly, or they knew it was his room? That It's yet to be determined. Okay. I, if, if, I were to, if I were to take a guess, I would say randomly. But okay. at any rate, there's a burglar, this this woman, where, where is her name? Huh? Hold, on, hold on, hold on. Lucinda. There you go. Moyers. There you go. <laughs> this woman, who, by the way, is on her third strike, so she might be looking at some serious time for this. Not not because it's Alex Trebek, but it's a three strikes, you're out kind of a thing. She broke into Alex Trebek's... Uh, Hotel room was rooting around trying to steal some stuff, and he heard the commotion, jumped up from bed, chased her down. She fled with some personal items that are, have been unreleased, as far mm-hmm. as I know. And he, they're both running down the hallway, chasing her. And through the course of all this confusion, what have you, he ruptures his Achilles T- tendon. tendon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Alex Trebek. Is this guy like 80 years old? 
He's 71. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. 71 years old. wasn't even booking it. Because this woman, I mean, she's not, I wonder how old she is. I guess you guys stay in good shape to host Jeopardy. You know? I yeah. guess. What a, what a strange celebrity to be fighting crime. What a mess. Uh, this one I love. Uh, so, Dunkin' Donuts apparently selling more than coffee and donuts these days. Yeah, they got sandwiches and whatnot. Uh, they got, well, they, they got all sorts of stuff. A 29-year-old uh, female is facing prostitution charges after <laughs> undercover police have been staking out Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, apparently, uh, operation... I, 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 I never find the right Dunkin' Donuts. Right, no, I swear. Where? Is this is the this one, right, it's the one right here on 45th Street. I, saw, I saw some people eyeing me up this morning and get my coffee. <laughs> it is not. This is, this is great. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. The, the sting operation, because they got tips that she was uh, going so wait, out. She's taking her in the back door? No, the no, back no, 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 no. It was through the drive-thru. She was, she was soliciting through the drive-thru. And on her breaks, she was, she was soliciting through the drive-thru. And on her breaks, she'd go out and, and there was tips that she'd be going out for 15, 15 20 minutes. Yeah, and, and be coming back at odd times and leaving with people who are in the drive-thru. I swear to God, this is the best part of the whole story. The sting operation is known as Operation... Wait, wait, hold on. Operation, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> they launched this investigation. It's known as Operation Extra Sugar. <laughs> wow. That's terrific. I love it. Uh, richest man in the world, Carlos Slim, basically sneezed $8 billion. That's He's my nickname. They call me Carlos Slim. Oh, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> Carlos Slim. The richest man in the world's name is Carlos Slim. Carlos Slim. Good, good the, the Mexican guy. He's got he's got more money than God. But in, in all of this market fluctuations that's been going on in the last couple of days, took him four days. He lost $8 billion. That's billion with a B. Billion. <laughs> Chump change. Ch nothing. Chump change. Nothing. That's like losing a quarter in the in the couch. $8 billion in four days. Yeah, $8 billion. That's wow. ridiculous. It's... <laughs> It's unbelievable. And uh, he said uh, something something about how he he dropped six point four percent of his of his uh of his income here, but that's when you when you can when you can lose eight billion dollars I bet you he's still smiling. And that doesn't even phase you. Really, right. honestly, what is the big deal? What a, what a life that must be to be able to do that. I, I can't wonder even, how much he's got left now. I can't even imagine what that's actually like. Uh, Obama not doing too good in Florida, apparently. Surprise, surprise. I know, right? Uh, so, now, the, the latest poll of Florida, which, is, which has always been a swing state, by the way, um, the latest poll says that half of the voters don't think he should be reelected now. By a 50 to 42 percent margin. Voters nice. in the Sunshine State uh, questioned after the debate deal was announced that Obama should get a second term, uh, according to the poll that was taken recently. Now, this is the this is the part that I found uh, most alarming among older voters, which this is Florida. You know, we live in South Florida. There's a lot of elderly people, senior citizens. No, <laughs> I don't know. Really? I don't know. This might Florida? come as a shock Where? to you. I don't see him usually on the dashboard. You don't live next to Century Village. <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention any names. <laughs> Birthday boy. <laughs> oh, poor bastard. <laughs> uh, no, um, among older voters, this this was the most drastic of the change in approval. Only thirty five percent of people approved of Obama, and up to not up to sixty percent disapproved of Obama. Good, get him out of there. Okay. Absolutely, good stuff. That's actually good news this morning. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? Anything else? Uh, 
I got some. There was actually another study done done on, uh, and, and you guys just took a trip on an airplane, right? Yes, we did. Okay. There was a study done on airplane etiquette. No one has any kind of airplane etiquette. Oh, those days are gone. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people used to get dressed up. It was like a big thing to go on, you know, airplanes. And yeah. Like, you know, big to do. You know, now nobody cares. Absolutely. No, they're farting. They're doing whatever they're doing. <laughs> Kids are kicking, you know, screaming. Yeah, crying babies in first whatever. class. Like, really? Yeah, that's, I mean, talking at the time. I mean, it's, that's it's unreal. That's Flying what, is an awful experience. That's what they had in here. They had all the percentages. 77% of, uh, of people that said, um, that were polled said that it was acceptable if a screaming child is is kicking and screaming right behind you and you're trying to sit down and relax 77% agreed that you could turn around and say something to the 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 mother or whoever's yeah. owning this child owning 77% 77% thought that was okay are you kidding me Where's the percentage on getting this child removed and having a little like children's section that's all quarantined off? Actually, it's a great idea. It's a fantastic like, idea. Like a children's great section, idea. Seating section. A little play plan on the plane. Well, have I them call- all lock them in, pick them up when the flight lands. It, I like it's it. It's terrific. I would do that with my own kids. Yeah. There's a <laughs> there's a cargo area. <laughs> cargo. Why not make it air conditioned or heated or whatever it is, whatever they got to do. I don't want to see your kids on my plane. Some, sometimes I think your parents put you in the cargo area a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, stay tuned. We also got a hundred dollar gift certificate uh, coming up at the last quarter of the show, and uh, after the break, we'll have our meet your maker segment. This week's special guest, Pete Johnson of Havana Cellars. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Let me try with pleasured hands to take you in the sun to promise lands to show you Bold and bewitching, and it has cigar lovers spellbound. Warlock, a devilishly good smoke that's mesmerizing aficionados with its hypnotic blend of deep, complex notes. Crafted in Nicaragua by acclaimed cigar maker Omar Ortez, Warlock tempts the palate with a sorcerer's blend of bold tobaccos that casts its spell and never lets go. Light up a Warlock and see why smokers find its charisma irresistible. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Rocky Patel has been handcrafting the finest premium handmade cigars in the world for over 15 years. And proof of that is the award-winning Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary and the Decade by Rocky Patel. The 15th Anniversary is a 92-rated cigar that became an instant classic when launched in 2010. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar with rich, toasty notes of spice, cocoa, espresso bean, and a lingering sweetness. The Decade by Rocky Patel is the highest rated non-Cuban cigar ever, receiving a rating of 95. The Decade is an amazingly well-balanced cigar with a long, full finish and distinctive lingering sweetness. The rich, oily wrapper on the Decade is as inviting as any cigar in your humidor. Enjoy the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary and the Decade by Rocky Patel. They'll be the cigars that you want to relax with and enjoy. 
Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua, using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. The cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Nestor Miranda cigars are available at all smoking locations. Kizano cigars are manufactured in the Dominican Republic using only the finest of hand-selected tobaccos that have been aged to perfection. Their cigars have been rated in the 90s by Cigar Aficionado and chosen as best of the best by the Rob Report. From the Kizano 18-paired LXI Habano Sungrown 59 Cameroon to their economically priced bundles, every step has been taken to ensure the finest quality tobaccos and utmost craftsmanship. Kizano cigars. Discover what a fine cigar should be. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you about Drew Estate's highly sought-after Liga Provada cigar that was originally created solely for the smoking pleasure of their own company's president. Exquisitely blended from seven different rare tobaccos from seven different farms, it is handcrafted by only the absolute best torcedores. No expense has been spared or shortcuts taken in its creation, and each cigar is guaranteed to be flawless in construction, flavor, and character. Rich, complex, full-bodied without being harsh, Liga Provada can be best described in one word. Satisfying. You are listening to KMA Radio. If you don't like it, kiss my ash. My Ash Radio, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Fine Cigars. I'm your host, Honest Abe. Uh, we got a special congrats going out to Dougie Knoll of Stewart. Dougie, you are our 10th caller. You won the wonderful uh, Zykar and Cutter set. Big congrats to you. Well done, sir. Outstanding. Good work. Yes, nice. Good stuff. Beautiful Zykar products. Hey, listen, never hurts. All you got to do is call in. So, obviously, now it's time for my favorite part of the show. It's time for... Me, your maker. <laughs> that part still gets me every week. <laughs> well, this week we got our good friend Pete Johnson from Havana Cellars on the phone. Got up early on this Saturday morning. Hopefully we have him on the air. Pete, you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, buddy. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? We hear you fine. Can you hear us? Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, thanks for getting up this morning, Pete. I know it's really early out there in the West Coast, so we really appreciate it. No, I had a rough night. My uh, my uncle lost uh, $8 billion last night. <laughs> oh, Uncle Slim. <laughs> uncle Slim. Yeah, so I had to make a phone call really late last night and, and give my apologies to him. So. Yeah, give me your condolences. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, apologies. That was the one that, that lost it for him. Oh, really? Was that from Vegas or after Vegas? After Vegas. After Vegas. Wow. That's at least you could have got coming. some. At least you could have got some good comps in Vegas. I know. Yeah. No, I'm not much of a gambler anymore, though. No. No. I tell you the truth, neither am I. And if I do gamble when I go, I, I try to save it like for the very end of my trip. Cause I just don't want to ruin my trip if I lose early, you know, on a trip. So. I kind of veer away from the tables myself. That's like what I did. I waited till the very last day, and I 
Yeah, I saw it in the slot machine. I was <laughs> like, like $50 later, five minutes. I'm like, five minutes? <laughs> that's Did you really wait yeah. till the last day? Yeah. Oh, I got to take a tip from you guys. I was losing the second I got there. That's that's no good. I think you were losing before you left. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So, Pete, listen, I know we got a lot of people uh, looking forward to this interview and uh, learn a lot. And, you know, um, obviously, you know, you start, you know, from hair metal rocker and tattoo enthusiast to uh, cigar industry icon today. Can you tell us how your journey, you know, can you tell us how your journey began in the cigar industry? It's actually kind of um, a simple story. I was a uh, musician and I was playing on stage a lot uh, here in Los Angeles and I would actually smoke while I was playing. And of course, my friends thought I was a little crazy, but uh, the store owner liked it enough to where he ended up offering me a job um, via another employee at the store that. I became friends with. And that was in like, I think, uh, late 2002. And, uh, I'm sorry, 1992. I forgot what decade it is. (laughs) And, uh, it started as a part-time job on a Sunday and turned into, uh, me being a buyer for the store. It's as simple as it gets. (laughs) Hey, this, that's the way journeys start. You know, it's, it's great. The unexpected. Now, was that first job, the one you're mentioning, is that the one that was in the Grand Havana room? No, that was at a place called Gus's Smoke Shop. It's no longer there. Uh, it closed down, I don't think, about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Was um, this in Los Angeles? It was actually the oldest cigar store in Los Angeles until, uh, I don't know what happened, but it just ended up closing up. Uh, I didn't get to the Grand Havana room for like a few years later, not until 1998. Wow. Well, one can say, you know, with all your brands, that the Garcia family has been an integral key to your success, you know, and culturally, you guys seem to be worlds apart. You know, how did this uh, intimate relationship between, you know, a West Coast rocker and a Cuban immigrant family happen? You know, I I don't know. I think just Papine and I had a connection originally. Um, and then, of course, Jaime and I, we we were born in the same year, so we have that, that brotherly thing. So that's kind of kind of cool. But I don't dance. Uh, like they do. Uh, I don't really speak Spanish <laughs> that well, so. No, yeah, we're just, I don't know, we have trust in each other. And How did you, uh, how did you meet uh, Pepin? I met him at the Grand Havana Room in Los Angeles, actually. There you go. Uh, a friend of mine in the cigar industry out here, he was an old uh, Viazon sales rep. I'm sure Abe, you remember Viazon. Absolutely, they used to make uh, the Hoya de Monterey and Punch. Yeah, he, um, he asked me if I still wanted to make a cigar. This was in early 2003. And I said, uh, I said, absolutely. He goes, well, I got a guy that might be able to do it. Next thing you know, Papine's out here with a couple other people, of course, with translators. And, uh, <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm, I'm blending a cigar with him. So that's kind of how it started. Wow. Yeah. Good One stuff. One night in the Grand Room. Listen, that's how usually a lot of good, great things start in little rooms with a few people and big ideas start. And I tell you what, I've heard you lately. Your Spanish is getting there. <laughs> I, it's a little broken, but you're getting there, brother. Gracias. There you go. <laughs> I speak more. I speak more Cuban than, than real Spanish though, because that's really <laughs> short. And you know, he's not kidding because I actually studied formal Spanish, and half the time I have a hard time understanding Cuban. So it's right. he's serious. He speaks more Cuban. Isn't than Spanish. it just kind of? Run together, isn't isn't that the thing? Like the dialects and diff, different stuff. I mean, I have a hard time sometimes understanding, especially if they're speaking fast. Forget it. Oh, I can't understand it at all. No way. 
Yeah, it's, it's really short, and everything is, like, so quick and run together, like you said, Brandon. Well, you know, you released your original Brown label while you were still managing what we're saying, the Grand Havana Room in Beverly Hills, I believe. Um, did you find it difficult selling your brand to other retailers while you were managing a cigar shop at the same time? Or at what point did you realize that manufacturing was going to have to become your full-time career? Because there was a point there where you, know, you finally decided it was time for you to move on. So how did that happen? Well, uh, when I first started the brand, I didn't really push it. Um, my first trade show was Nashville 2003, and I put it in a friend's booth uh, from, uh, you know, Surreal Brazard from Brazard & Co., I put it, put the product in his booth, and I walked away because I had work to do. I had to go buy some <laughs> uh, Yeah, I remember that. I never, I would run into friends on the trade show floor, and I would give cigars to them. But um, I, I wasn't one of those guys. I'm not really a good salesman, so that's why you see me in my booth this year. He's uh, not kidding. He's not kidding. Mm-hmm. One time I walked in the year when you were working at the Grand Haven, I walked in blatantly. I had a meeting upstairs. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the, the retail store is downstairs. The lounge was upstairs. I had a meeting upstairs. I'm like, well, let me see. And at this point, I didn't even know Pete was working the Grand Havana room. Right. So I guess Pete, oh, hey, what are you doing here? We started talking. And he just handed me a stick. Didn't he even try to sell me. Hey, I try this. This is really good. And, you know, it was like, it was like, you know, give me crack. You know, here, here, have a little bit and see what you think. You'll call me later. You know, first one's on me. Yeah, first one's on me. But that's how we hey. met. You know, I met him doing that. Yeah. Back then, it was hard to give away cigars too. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It was out of, each one right out of your pocket. I hear you. Absolutely. But yeah, I remember those days. And then what point did you decide it was time, hey, this thing's starting to get legs. It's time for me to really take it full steam ahead. Well, I got uh, in 2006, beginning of 2006, we got that big rating from Cigar Aficionado with the uh, number four in the world. That was the Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, by the time the trade show came, I walked into that booth at 9.30, and I think you were the first person I saw that morning. I was still wearing a blazer, like a sports jacket, and I couldn't turn around from the table. I got so mobbed uh, that morning that uh, I realized I remember And my boss at the time was from, he lived in Vegas, and I saw him. I said, uh, I can't do both jobs anymore. This is way too hard for me, especially after that show. It got overwhelming. I remember that morning. You were mauled. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah, that that was the day. <laughs> that day is uh, embedded in my memory. Well, I think it was a good day for the cigar industry, buddy. So uh, it worked out good for everybody. Um, originally, your cigars, when you started, were all produced here in Little Havana, Miami. <laughs> and, you know, how and when was the decision made to open up the Nicaraguan factory? And were you concerned about how the move to Nicaragua would affect, you know, your cigars being produced there. Because I know our good friend Ernesto Perez Carrillo, when he was making cigars in Miami, eventually eventually opened up his Dominican factory. There was like a two-year growing pain where he was having a really hard time getting product out and whatever. And were those concerns, uh, did they fester up with you at all? No, you know what? Um, the Miami product still stays in Miami. We're still making that at uh, El Rey de los Sabanos. But uh, the Nicaraguan product, when I... When I moved down there with uh, with the Garcias into their new little facility that they had first down there, I actually wanted to do something different than the Miami product, to start with a new product. That way I didn't have to prove that the product was just as good as Miami. Um, Miami was something special, 
and is something special at the time. Uh, but I didn't want to force people into thinking that the brown labels made in Nicaragua are the same as the brown labels in in Miami. Although we use the same tobaccos, uh, sometimes people get this perceived value or perception of the brand because it's made in two different places. So I, made, I came up with the red label and the, and the Series P, the Havana 6 and the Series P instead. And that, that worked out good. I mean, of course, we had growing pains down there because they were in a new world manufacturing new cigars at a bigger level, too. Talking about Miami, I think the daily production is like 1,500 cigars. So it's not a lot. And down in Nicaragua, they're pushing 25,000, 30,000 cigars a day. Well, you know what? That was a really smart way to do it because a lot of people who do that transition usually just move their whole lines there. And, and No, yeah, I tested a couple things. Like Cabo One, I tested it down there with the Guapo Series first. And then eventually I moved Cabo One completely down to, uh, to Nicaragua. Good choice. Yeah. Um, as many as your fans know, you're a big connoisseur of fine wines. Yeah. You always see on your Facebook and Twitter, all over the world, drinking good stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it was the wine industry, I believe, that inspired uh, your La Verte line of cigars. Yeah. Um, c- can you please explain to our listeners how the, the wine industry played a role in your development of uh, La Verte? Well, you know, there's a lot of truth in the wine industry. It can't really, especially in the French wine industry, and that's what I'm kind of hooked on. They can't. They can't make their wine and tell people that it's made in a certain area when it's not. They can't tell people it's they're using certain grapes when they're not. They can't even tell people that they're using more than a certain percentage of grapes uh, when they're not. So, I uh, I believe I believe that the you know the true side and that's what Laverante means is is really big, especially in the cigar industry. And I think more people should lean towards it because. With this whole FDA regulation and everything that they're trying to push on us, it might be better if we're a little bit more forward and upfront with what we do and not have them come down on us and make us prove what we're doing. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. The, the truth, I, I'm a bad liar. Um, I got caught lying a long time ago, and it, it ruined part of my life. And uh, I, I'm a bad liar, so it's hard for me to stand in front of someone and, and say that uh, that I'm using a certain wrapper or I'm, uh, I'm using a, a certain tobacco and the filler. I can't believe that someone's actually trying to call me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know you're on the show. Well, listen, well, listen, uh, Pete. We'll have to get him back. All right, Pete. Uh, listen, well, anyways, it was time for a break. Stay tuned. We'll get Pete on the air, and we're going to just take a little break right now. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both 16, and it felt so right. Sleeping all day, staying up all night. Staying up all night. There's a place on the corner. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, there are hundreds of brands of cigars on smoke and shells, but undeniably there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estates Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. 
Everyone loves acid cigars. Want to add some big-time pleasure to your life? The guilt-free kind? Then light up a Vega Fina cigar. Vega Fina is a great cigar and a great value to boot. Highlighted by a select Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper, it delivers a smooth, mild-to-medium-bodied, top-quality smoke. With Vega Fina, you get a lot of enjoyment for less. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Capturing the spirit of Havana, one cigar at a time, is the best way to describe Zycar's great-tasting HC series of premium cigars. Rated 92 and chosen in the top 25 cigars of 2010. Smoke In proudly carries all three blends, Connecticut Shade, Criollo, and Hebano Colorado, all at great new prices to boot. Match these premium cigars with Zycar's exceptional accessories, known for their unconditional lifetime warranty, and you'll find yourself in Smoker's Paradise. Zycar, for life. Enjoy the delightful moments of life with spirit and emotion, either for oneself or together with friends. This is a genuine lifestyle. It is Davidoff's. The Good Life, uniting craftsmanship, dedication, and knowledge of tradition has been the key to the success of the Davidoff brand. Davidoff, when only the best will do. Smoke In is a proud Davidoff appointed merchant and proudly offers a wide selection of the highly acclaimed Davidoff white label cigars. For your nearest Smoke In location, visit www.smokein.com. Critically acclaimed La Gloria Cubana cigars are handcrafted in the Dominican Republic and have become known for their full-bodied, rich flavor and distinctive spicy sweetness. With multiple ratings of 90 or better from Cigar Aficionado and a listing in Rob Report's Best of the Best, it's no wonder that La Gloria cigars are a favorite among premium cigar connoisseurs. Taste for yourself why La Gloria Cubana cigars have the reputation of one of the finest premium cigar brands in the market today. La Gloria Cubana is available at all smoke-in locations. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912. Artistically combining old world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos. Making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series. The Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuentes Fuente. You are listening to KMA Radio. If you don't like it, kiss my ass. On the corner of Cherry Street, we would walk on the beach in our bare feet. We were both 18 and it felt so right. Sleeping all day, staying up all night. Welcome back. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I believe we have Pete back on the phone. Pete, you there? Yeah, we're going to play Meet Your Cell Phone Maker. <laughs> Technology. You and Brandon, you can start your own club. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it wasn't that. Some, someone was actually trying to call me at 6.30 a.m., and I tried to hit ignore, but I, I hit the wrong button. No, it was perfect timing. We had to go to break, so it was, it was divine intervention. I had to go to commercial, so. <laughs> it was divine intervention. Well, now that we got you back, Pete, on the phone, tell us about your, your new releases, the Casita Criollo. At the Fausto, and of course, you're now in your regular production, you're the Twahi Black. Okay, so let me real quick finish up the part about the La Verite. The, the oh, true side I apologize, yes. It is, yes. is a, a big part of, uh, of what I do, and La Verite meaning the truth, and it really follows the wine industry's theme of, of you have to 
tell the consumers exactly what they're drinking. So I want to tell the consumers exactly what they're smoking. And that's why it's a single uh, single vineyard product or a single farm uh, vintage. I use tobacco from one vintage and one farm every year. And after that, uh, once the cigars are gone, they're gone. I don't use all the tobacco on the farm. I use a select amount of it, and that's, that's uh, you know, we make a certain amount of cigars, and that's it. So, okay, the new product, La Casita, Fausto. Uh, Brandon already described all the La Casita stuff. It's uh, 100% USA, Connecticut, Broadleaf. Kind of an awkward cigar. you got to be ready for it. It's not yeah. for everybody. It's very unusual. I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's just—it's so unusual with all that Connecticut in there. Yeah, it's, it's not for everybody. It's kind of what I, broadleaf to me is like what I call sweet dirt. It's a very <laughs> dirt. dirty, nice. rustic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very dirty, rustic cigar, but it's got this it's pretty accurate to it. And uh, yeah, I really, I, I really love it. It's, it's one of those cigars that. Uh, it's just different to, than everything else we do, so it's kind of nice. And you asked, I know you asked something about the, the Henry Clay thing. Yeah, hey. yeah, tribute. No, it's uh, loosely tributed to that, but if you remember, Henry Clay is a Dominican filler and binder with a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper. I love Henry Clay. I'm sure uh, you know Jim and Janelle from Altados USA. They, they know I love Henry Clay. No, you've said and it many times, yeah. I just, I don't know why it is. I've always been a fan of that cigar, but, uh, no, it's, it's more of an ode to the old cigars that were made in the United States, like toppers and, uh, money makers and stuff like that. Because they were, those were 100% USA Connecticut broadly. Yeah. Yeah. Neat stuff. And, and the, the, and the Foster wine, what's the exact, the Avion is, is the same blend or is it just a special size in the line? Is that how that works? It, yeah, it's a special selection of Fausto. So it's just a special uh, size within the line. Um, when you box press a cigar, you have to remove a little bit of filler, just a tiny bit, to make sure you get that pressing without having plugged cigars. And then the shape, of course, will change uh, the flavor also. But uh, it's just a special selection. And when I was working on all the artwork, uh, the Fausto artwork and the Avion artwork were so similar that I felt that they needed to be together. So, neat stuff. Hey, um, Pete Scott on yeah. Twitter wants to know about the old man and the sea cigar. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was uh, an idea from a friend of mine, uh, George Brightman. Uh, he used to work with Cigar Aficionado years ago. Yeah, he did. He uh, is actually now working for. Uh, Curtis Draper in Bethesda, their new store that they they opened up. Um, mm -hmm. He gave me an idea about doing a, a cigar a, a cigar called Old Man and the Sea one one regular cigar next to a calabra of the same cigar. And mm -hmm. originally he wanted me to do it with a different cigar, but I felt Lanceros kind of fit fit the best. And of course, everybody talks about the original old tri uh, the original Triumphador, so. I decided that that should be the first one to start with the old, the old man, the single, the single Lancero next to the Calabra of the Lanceros. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, it's just a little old man in the sea, you know, Calabra. Are you kidding me? 
I'm at my man office. in the morning. You have a caller. <laughs> yeah, I have a caller. I'm at my office. You're going to give me a nice, quiet place to sit? It's no. all right. Um, listen, Pete, <laughs> you there? I'm going to go in the humidor, sorry. No problem. Um, listen, many of your fans are excited, uh, and you got black in regular production now, which I think you guys get a little overwhelmed with. We we seem to we can't seem to get any more, and we're all, everybody seems to be waiting on them. How's that been going for you? No, the black's been great. We uh, we shipped out about a thousand boxes already, and we have another thousand being shipped from the factory in a few weeks. But uh, this is regular production. It's one of those cigars that we wanted to keep in full production um, just because it's been going wonderfully, though. Everybody seems to really love that cigar, so. Oh, uh, we haven't been able to keep, yeah, we haven't been able to keep them on our shelves at it's all. It's great. Yeah. Now, Pete, you say regular production. Are you going to keep the Petit Lancero size that, that just got released in regular production, or are you going to switch it up with different sizes every year, or what's the, what's the plans for the black as far as regular production goes? No, yeah, we'll keep the the petite Lancero. I'm not sure when I'll expand it to a to another size for now. Um, okay, I might keep the same theme that I have uh, with a little stand up wood jar, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure what size I'll do next. Okay, all right, all right. Well, listen on the subject of uh, you know, obviously many of your fans are get excited about your new releases. On the subject of that, can you tell us? What's on the horizon from Havana Cellars? Uh, can you talk about any projects that you're currently working on or maybe give our listeners a sneak peek of what's to come? Um, wow. Of course, the Monster Series, uh, which is oh, the Wolfman, yeah. and that's uh, coming out in mm-hmm. October. I have some small retailer projects I'm doing that I would rather wait to talk about. but uh, Sure. I'm working on the blend for La Verita. I'm actually leaving for Nicaragua tomorrow. Uh Originally, I was supposed to go down today, but uh, I'm going to leave it tomorrow. And uh, just to finish, finish everything for what's coming up in the next couple of months, which is all stuff that I announced. Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, yeah. I, yeah, not much I can really talk about right now. Uh, no, it's all right. It's all right. Like I said, about... I'm, I'm, I blended the La Verite 2010 uh, the last trip, but I have to finalize it this trip and just finalize the monster stuff, so. Well, you know, you talk about limited releases, you know, you, I think, more than anybody else in this industry, has been very active in making uh, limited releases for select retailers across the country. We were very fortunate in working with you on the Tatuaje Anarchy project mm-hmm. uh, last year, and that's something that not only we had an extreme amount of fun doing, but was extremely successful with. How do you feel these limited releases uh, for these retailers affected your company overall? You know, I, I like them. Um, it just gives a, a way to showcase the brand in general without uh, you know without going crazy rolling you know hundreds of thousands of cigars you get to you get to focus on your regular production but then you have these little limited releases that just kind of hype up the brand keep it in people's eyes you know in minds the anarchy project was one of my funnest projects that I've ever done uh, when you came to me with that idea my head started spinning like I <laughs> I don't know. Like there was something in my my brain that just started racing, and I had to make sure I did something cool. So I'm glad it worked out. It was like the perfect storm of a project, wasn't it? Yeah, and the party was great. It was a good time. Well, listen, that was a lot. Of, yeah, it was a lot of fun for us too. And, it was, and uh, we still have a few of those left. So um, 
amazing how, how many boxes we went through, but I'm going to cry a little bit when it's gone. So mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, Pete, you know, I know you, I know you heard this. Um, I don't know yeah. if you like it, but you've heard it. Sometimes you're referred to as the rock star of the cigar industry. You know, you seem to develop a, a cult following of cigar aficionados who follow you every move. You know, what do you attribute this dynamic, really, truly dynamic relationship that you have with your cigar consumers? You know what, uh, dynamic, I, I, the rock star thing is weird for me. I wanted to be a rock star. It didn't work out. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm a normal dude. And I think maybe when I hang out with, you know, consumers, it's just I'm hanging out smoking a cigar with them. I'm not trying to pitch them a, a new line. I'm just that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, they say it on TV now, right? Um, no, I'd rather just hang out and, and chill with them instead of, uh, instead of sell them product. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure why there's that, there, you know, that communication level with my, with the people that are smoking my cigars, but it's just because I'm a pretty normal dude. Well, you know what, Pete, you're deeply, uh, you're deeply loved and, uh, well, I've got a lot of people who are following you every move in this industry. And listen, stick around. We're going to take another little break, and then we're going to take a couple questions from some callers. So uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. One cigar has set the quality standard against which all others are measured and has become the world's most recognized and revered brand. Monte Cristo. Whether you prefer the subtle complexities of Monte Cristo Classic, the smooth elegance of Monte Cristo White, the rich, seductive flavor of Monte Cristo Platinum, or the dark and mysterious Monte Cristo Reserva Negra, you are savoring, quite simply, the best of the best. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Camacho Corojo, full body, full flavor, full satisfaction. The 94-rated Camacho Corojo, Cigar Aficionado's Top 5 Cigar for 2010. The world's only authentic Corojo cigar is handmade from first-generation Corojo tobaccos grown in the Hamastran Valley of Honduras. Rich, bold, and smooth, the Camacho Corojo's complex profile is truly unique and provides for a smoking experience like no other full-body cigar. For more information on Camacho cigars, visit us at www.camachocigars.com Camacho Corojo is available at all smoke-in locations. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you got to go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoyt in Nicaragua Antonio 1970 is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-ball smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoyt in Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. 
Gran Habato Cigars is a family-owned and operated company started by Guillermo and George Rico. Using only the best raw materials on earth, Gran Habato begins the growing process with Habato and Corojo seeds, which are grown on company-owned farms in Colombia, Panama, Nicaragua, and Costa Rica. The process comes to fruition at the Boutique Factory, which focuses on quality control and high-end productivity, making it one of the top cigar companies in the world. For more, visit www.ghcigars.com. Gran Habano, available at all smoke-in locations. The Tarano Family Cigar Company's roots began in the heart of Cuba over 95 years ago. Tobacco and cigars has been their passion for four generations, and their driving force in making quality cigars. The Tarano Master and Single Region Cigars have scored 91 and 92 respectively by Cigar Aficionado. And the Exodus 1959 50-Year Cigar was rated 93 and the 12th top cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 of 2010. So take time to burn a Tarano Family Cigar and experience something special. You are listening to KMA Radio. If you don't like it, kiss my ass. Welcome back. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Pete and I uh, actually had to have a uh, little talk during the break about um, words we could actually say on the air. <laughs> Shame on you, Pete. You're making my job harder. <laughs> I don't have that much money to pay the SEC off. <laughs> <laughs> a hefty well, fine. A hefty fine. Well, it's all right. We got it. It's all good. Um, got a couple questions for you, Pete, and then we got some callers. Um, I, I just want to touch a little bit on the Saints and Sinners. I know you've worked long and hard on it. And this dynamic relationship we were just talking about before the break that you have with your, your, your fans and your patrons, um, was a perfect launch pad for the Saints and Sinners. So can you give our listeners who are unfamiliar with the Saints and Sinners Club a little feedback on it? Uh, yeah, Saints and Sinners was an idea that I had with a couple buddies of mine, um, who you know, Casper, who I think makes a lot of your shirts for your events. Yep. In fact, he's making and, new shirts uh, for our... Sorry. It was ahead, just Pete. a way to, to get social media, social networking, uh, forums, you know, the blogger, the blogger world and all that stuff. Everybody to kind of meet together and leave it open to where it didn't matter what you you talked about, didn't matter what you said. Just we wouldn't censor anything, and we wouldn't censor any retailer getting on there and talking to his customers. Uh, I know you're a member of the club, Abe. And uh, what's yeah. fun is I have two other cigar people on on the uh, forum, like Jonathan from uh, Drew Estates and uh, John Huber from his own new cigar company. I don't know what the name is yet, but Crowned Heads, yeah. I'm not sure if that's the name of the cigar company or the cigar, like, oh, kind true. of like my Havana Cellars, you know? <laughs> true, true, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a fun, it's just a fun place for Tatuai uh, enthusiasts to go and learn about the product, talk about the product. And since there's no drama about, uh, wow, you know, there's no haters on the site, so no one's on there talking uh, bad stuff no. about Tatuai. We, we leave it open. Yeah, it's a very, very friendly board. Yeah, it's a very, very friendly board compared to some of the other ones. It's, it really it's is. It's a way, it's a club, basically. It's a way for Tadawai fans to uh, get first taste of uh, new projects and uh, to get taste, like to get to taste like old products. Like in the pre-pack that we sent out, I included an anarchy. Uh, thanks to Abe. And everybody loved it. Because 
never tried it. And they learned where it came from, so it was great. Well, good stuff. Listen, Pete, you got a minute to take a couple calls from some callers? Absolutely. All right. Rich, Rich from West Palm Beach, you're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome, Rich. Uh, good morning. Good. You had a question for Pete? Yeah, Pete. What, what's it like trying to, you know, deal with a, with a government like in Nicaragua? What's it like trying to get cigars out of there? And uh, once you get them out of there, you're probably dealing with the U.S. government, which is probably even crazier. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that? <laughs> Luckily, um, I don't have to deal with that. I actually, uh, I work with the Garcia family pretty closely with that. They deal with everything from Nicaragua to the United States, and I deal with everything in the United States. Right. So uh, I know it's a lot of work, though. It's a lot of paperwork more than no. anything. Well, you don't mess with that. I don't mess with it. I don't want to mess with it. Yeah, you're focusing <laughs> on making cigars. That's what we want you to do, Pete. Quality Pete. cigars. Absolutely. Well, Rich, thanks for calling. Stay on the line, and I believe we're going to get you a, a three-pack of Black Speed. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to send you some uh, Black Three Packs Good. down. Good. Stay on the line. We'll get you some You're of the welcome. limited edition uh, Black Three Packs. Thanks for calling, Rich. You're welcome. Let's see here. It's, it's like Peter Day. Pete, we have a Pete from Miami. Pete, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, good morning. You didn't want to take doing? that call. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to take that call. Oh, you're right. I should have no. I should I should have noticed it was Peter from Miami. Hey, Abe, I'm counting the three packs. This guy doesn't get one. Yeah, oh, I don't blame on, you. <laughs> I'm calling for the three pack. Come on, man. Um, yeah, but you know, actually, I got a, I got a good question. Um, when you set up a new blend, when you're looking out, when you're coming out with a new cigar, um, do you have a flavor profile that you're going after? Do you, or are you like throwing things in a pot and Kind of see what comes out of it. Um, what goes into creating a blend? Because I'll tell you what, man. Every time I hear you coming out with something new, I kind of wonder what's going to happen. And then, you know, you almost reinvent yourself. It's always something kick-ass. It's it's always better than the last. Um, so what goes into that? Want to stop talking? Hey, <laughs> Pete. Uh, if, if everybody doesn't know, this is uh, Pete Hernandez. He's actually one of my uh, sales reps. Down in Miami. I so. prefer I prefer Pete from Tatuaje, please. Yeah, he's we call him Pete <laughs> from Tatuaje. Um, when I when I work on a new brand, I get like right now I have this this idea in my head. When I'm going down to the factory and I'm going to walk straight up to the production manager and I'm going to tell him that I need these leaves and to tell him to put it together this way. That's how I do it. Uh, I don't. A lot of times I have. The brand name's already set, and I go into the factory saying, okay, I want this brand to be like this. So knowing the tobacco as much as I do, which is not a lot, but it's good enough to, to do what I do, I can go into the factory and say, okay, give me this Viso, uh, this uh, this Seiko, this Lajero, uh, from these regions, these two binders, and this wrapper. And I start from there, and after that is process elimination. Well, Pete, That's obviously, you, you know what you're doing, and we're all grateful for it. And, uh, Mr. Hernandez, we appreciate you calling in. Hey, thanks a lot. You guys are having a great show, man. Thanks a lot, Abe, and take care, Pete. Anytime. Yeah. Well, Pete, we could probably do another hour with you, but I really want to thank you for getting up early and getting on the air and, and uh, doing this with us. So, uh, once again, Pete, you're always a pleasure, and uh, we appreciate your support, and uh, we hope you have a great weekend, my friend. 
Thanks, Abe, and uh, sorry for the uh, little mishaps this morning. No, it was all fun, all good stuff. <laughs> Worse has happened. Thanks a lot, brother. You have a great weekend. Take care, guys. Be good. That was a great interview. Good stuff. He's gone forever. He has yeah. such a following too. Uh, he does. It's well, a, it's amazing the people who love the Tatuaje brand and products and whatever. Hardcore. Oh, they're yeah. absolutely. They're tr they'll track them down across the world. He's a rock star. Very hardcore. Okay, well listen, we're gonna have to speed things through here. So I want to make sure uh, we first get the hundred dollar prize question from Emily, so people have time to call in and win their hundred dollar prize question, courtesy of Ultimus USA. All right, Emmy, you have the question yeah, ready, let's Lady Emmy? Yeah, throw M? this out there. Shoot. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the group of influential uh, musicians who all died at the age of 27. No. Well, I know some of them. I mean, I don't know. Well, having... it's called the 27 Club. Yeah, that's the magic okay. number. So right? there's seven um, main musicians that are known in this club, and I want to know if we can name all seven. So the first caller who can name all seven musicians, yeah. famous influential musicians, who died at 27. Yeah. Nice morbid, morbid question. Um, will win a $100 gift courtesy of Ultimus USA. All right, we're going to speed through here, Monkey of the Week and the Long Ash Salute of the Week, so we can get them all in. Our Monkey of the Week Award. This week's... Oh, yes, the phone number. I never forget this. I always forget to say it. So Brandon <laughs> keeps got kind of holding a piece of paper up saying, here's the number. 877-927-6969. Call in. Call in. The first person who gets the correct answer will win a $100 gift certificate. Now, speed through my Monkey of the Week. This week award goes out to a Manhattan couple, Bonnie Marcus and Jack Sinzi, who last Monday announced a $500 reward for the missing Beanie Baby. Oh. Yes. No. Marcus says, it's like losing a child. For the last decade, the couple has always kept their beloved Bongo <laughs> by their side and showered unconditional love on the $5 doll and his brothers, Doe, Ray, and me. No, come on. True story. While they've been inundated with ransom demands since publicly offering the award for Bongo's return, the couple's not laughing. Because they've gotten like calls like saying, leave a million dollars underneath the Brooklyn Bridge, otherwise we're, you know, bedtime. Yeah, for yeah. of course. Absolutely. The couple, the couple claims that Bongo has special marks and features. Marcus is refusing to reveal them, but they say we will definitely know when it's Bongo. Oh, that's ridiculous. So, well, Mr. Marcus, uh, Bonnie Marcus and Jack Cinzi, you are this week's Monkeys of the Week, literally. Losing a child. Those, right. those things are kind of worth some money sometimes. I want to make sure we got enough time here. Oh, yeah. So we're going to go through. to the callers and see if we can get a $100 prize certificate award. Our long ass salute of the week will be posted on our website at kissmyassradio.com. Let's see here. We have Charlie and Stewart. Yes. Yes, sir. Charlie, do you have the answer to this week's trivia question? Uh, I believe I do. Shoot. I'm going to take a shot. Uh, the seven people that are in that famous club of musicians that died at 27, I believe, is Robert Johnson, Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Dennis Chaplin, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, and the most recent, Amy Winehouse. You got it. Very well done, Charlie. Oh, you are a winner. Charlie, stay on the air and we'll... Stay on the air, and we'll get your information, Charlie. Thank you very much. You are listening to you have listened to another episode of Kiss My Ass Radio. Remember, guys, always speak how you feel. If you don't like it, tell them they can kiss your ass. This is Honest Abe signing out. <laughs>